Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Hello and welcome. Welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach. And I am here with yet another high demand coach, and that is Gary de Rodriguez. Uh, He's recognized as an internationally acclaimed expert in the science of human excellence and is known as the people mechanic. I love that. Can't wait to explore it more. Uh, Gary has an over 35-year career in designing and integrating the most influential models of psychology-based systems of success, Uh, things in leadership, human behavior, relationships, community communication and team dynamics. Gary is also the CEO of Peopleistic. Uh, he's privately coached over 11,600, I think actually close to 15,000 now people worldwide, and is internationally recognized as the go-to person for personal and professional breakthroughs. Recognized for his cutting edge leadership and training and the ability to instill value and motivation in teams, Gary has a has focused his career on the human aspects of organizational development. And uh, there's so much in there to explore. But before we get to any of that, Gary, I'd I'd love to just hear a little bit about uh, your story. How did you get into coaching and consulting and why? Well, that's a great question, my friend. Um, I have a few miles on me now, Scott. So uh, I started a long time ago. Um, I really launched my career um, quite by accident, to tell you the truth, or by necessity, I should say, accident that it turned into coaching. But I was in the depths of the trenches when the AIDS crisis first hit in the early 80s. And and those days, you were diagnosed, you were a skeleton in three months. And literally, no one was doing anything. The government bailed, no one, no research, no idea about how it happened, what it was, how it got passed. No one knew for years. Um, I jumped in and uh, decided that I would do something. I organized the first AIDS educational seminar in, in Southern California. And uh, began to bring in, you know, people from the immunology uh, heads of different hospitals and then politicians from Sacramento. And we ran educational forums. Um, I got involved in an organization called HARP, and that was a holistic AIDS response program. And I began to run a variety of different services for that community. What I realized was that people did not have the time to do talk therapy to get to resolution with their life. They needed an accelerated change process to help them move mountains quickly. So I began to work more with the subconscious mind. I became a master hypnotherapist. I 
became a master trainer of a process called humanistic neurolinguistic psychology, which is the evolution of NLP. And I have not found anything better since. So I used all of my skills to hone in on accelerated change techniques that give you permanent results. Hence, I started doing public seminars. From the public seminars, I had CEOs and COOs and CFOs coming to take those public trainings. And once they realized what the information was, they were like, will you please come into our organization and train for us? And that's how it got started. Well, amazing. So then tell us a little bit more, if we kind of dive into your world, what would you say is some of the most important work that you do for business leaders? Well, it's on several different levels. And um, when I'm going into train leadership, I literally train a whole different brand of leadership development because most leadership development, at least in my humble opinion, does not dive deep enough, does not dive down to that place of how am I creating my subjective experience? How am I creating my emotional states? What are the foundations of those emotional states that drive behavior, which gives me the option of understanding the biology of my own emotions, therefore giving me what Peter Drucker says is consistent and congruent behavior, Mm -hmm. because it takes one conversation to destroy a relationship that you've been building for years and years and years with your teams. And it takes just moments of incongruency in a leader where they break trust. You break trust, you break the relationship. So I go in and I train a very deep dive in helping leaders understand what's motivating their behaviors. Like what are the core significant events of their life that literally cuts at the root of their own self-confidence. I developed a process called the memory resolution technique or the traumatic memory resolution technique, uh, which is I just finished a book on it, um, giving leaders a a series of different steps to take to neutralize um, the issues of their past, to change the limiting beliefs that were birthed forward from those key significant events, and then learn how to create sustainable processes to sustain the change that they create with the work that I train within my my seminars. So it ends up being this this full package of going down into a much deeper level of the psychology of leadership and working Mm -hmm. at that level so leaders can create really sustainable change. Oh, that's so good. Uh, I, I love that you brought this point up and, and started with Drucker because, you know, I, I hear about Drucker all the time. Culture eats mm-hmm. new strategy for breakfast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and uh, it's basically, especially in kind of the post-Collins era, you know, Jim Collins did such a great work and really popularized that in a lot of ways. Uh, but kind of everyone has a mission. Everyone has values. Everyone has some kind of culture that they've stated in their organization. Uh, but far too frequently, it's words on a wall, not behaviors you know, internally. That's exactly and, right. And, and but you never hear that portion of what what Drucker has to say. You know what I mean? It's not it's not going through the motions. It's not saying that you have the things. It's behaving in a certain way that generates the lasting results. Well, here's here's one of the main issues though, is that this is why I'm such a proponent of of you know top level leadership and managerial training because the teams who are the touch point with your with your with your customer base that is your profit center if if the mission and the values of the organization does not translate through 
The, the team member that's interfacing with your customer delivering the product or service, if that doesn't translate through, you don't have values and mission being demonstrated to your public. It, it just goes by the wayside. Or even worse, they are misaligned to your values and mission and demonstrating a completely different brand to the people who are purchasing from you of word of mouth publicity for your particular organization. The bottom line is, is that if team members have a leader that they believe in, that they see is congruent in their behavior, thought, word, and action, then they will model that. Yeah. If they if they do not have that, they will model the incongruency of that particular leader. Right. And then as a consequence, the whole thing falls apart. Yes. This is, I think, such a personal peeve of mine because companies pay billions of dollars to change the culture, organizational change work. But very rarely, if ever, does it go deep enough to change the real estate between the ears of the leader that everyone's modeling. Right. That is where true leadership training actually need to be birthed and where they have to go now. It's so true. It's so true because, I mean, you look at it, you look at any person in an organization, big or small, you know, high in the org chart, low in the org chart, doesn't matter. Uh, They're doing, they're taking somewhere between 15 and 50 non-trivial actions, right? They're making, you know, 15 to 50 material decisions relative to their role every single day. You know, you do that across an organization of 10 people, you're looking at close to 500, right? 100, 5,000, right? And and it just, it, I mean, it scales to astronomical numbers. And you're right. Like if we don't have, that's that's where most of the action is happening in an organization. That's where all like your, to your point, all of the the customer-based interaction is happening at that point. And if, if the culture doesn't work there, even better than it works at the top of the org chart. It's not working, right? Like uh, I think an, ex- an example that jumps to my mind is innovation. How many companies have innovation as one of their highest priority, you know, cultural values? But then at the front line, you know, the, the defining characteristic is compliance, right? Did you follow the process? Did you do the rules? Did you? And so you're you're hitting on such a big thing. Uh, the the question then is, well, so what do we do about it, right? Because that can feel just like a gigantic chasm to fill for a a, a leader, or even a leadership team. How do they start br- bridging the gap between? You know what they what they desire or have stated as their culture, and what's actually showing up on the front line. Well, the Dalai Lama said it best: "The war without will never cease until the war within ceases." Mm. Which means that if there's this function on the external of your of of your personality as a leader in your company, start with you. Um, and I know that sounds like it. I'm diverging, but it is the absolute truth. Um, Leaders have to be able to inspire. In order to inspire, they have to be value driven. I don't, I just don't mean, as you said, not a plaque on the wall. It has to be in word, thought, and action, which means they have to be aligned to a, a higher logical level within themselves. They have to have their home life, not. Well, let me put it this way. Leaders oftentimes can be great leaders in the office and a dumpster fire at home. Yeah. So there is an alignment that must happen. And that alignment is that one of the most foundational elements to keep a leader strong is that they have the same congruency in their home, Mm. that they have support, that they have a loving, communicative 
relationship that has their back. If they have a dysfunctional relationship at home, they will bring that into the workplace. And that is where most leaders crack and fall apart because they have so much pressure here and then they have so much pressure at home. And there's a little thing called leader shame, which is I'm incongruent as all get out, but I'm going to put on the mask that I've got it all together with one eye looking forward and one eye looking behind me to make sure no one knows that I'm crumbling inside. So this becomes that place. This is why I got called the people mechanic is because I do a lot of executive coaching breakthroughs where I will lock someone in my office sometimes for 12 hours a day for three days straight. And I will drill down down to the family of origin, down to the traumas that's happened, down to the limiting beliefs, align their values, align their mission, and work to actually help them unpack the things that have really got them emotionally stuck. And when that happens, then they have a a massive breakthrough. This is how I've got most of my corporate clients. As a a, a corporate executive, I had one just recently flying from Hong Kong who runs a big manufacturing company, uh, Australian guy um, in Hong Kong. And he came in and said, I've got this, 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 and this going on. We knuckled down. We did work for three days, 12 hours a day. And when we were done, he said, I feel completely different. Wow. And then he came back and he rolled all my work out through his organization in Hong Kong and his uh, his uh, sales offices here in the United States. Wow. The bottom line is you have to start with you. You start with you. You start making those breakthroughs. And then you can start seeing the vision of where you want the organization to go. I'm a published author on catch on conscious capitalism. So we got published by Bloomsbury Publishing House about maybe four or five years ago. And through all of our, our research, it was really about aligning the leader and then having that leader have a philanthropic outreach in the communities that they serve, having entrepreneurialship throughout the organization, have innovation teams that are created in the organization from different departments, have interdepartment problem-solving strategies so that departments can begin to start looking at what's happening in the trenches that no one else sees above that we need to resolve. Let's come up with the ideas and propose solutions and present it to the executive teams. Because unless we have people that are thinking, that are innovating, that know how to come to consensus and then think from seven different perspectives to resolve historical problems, you're going to have stagnation in an organization. Wow. So therefore disease. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's so true. So uh, I can hear people thinking <laughs> as uh, as you're talking, like three days, 12 hours a day. You know, it's like, what else can I try? And so what what else do you see people trying before they take the leap? I mean, obviously, there's this massive breakthrough when they come to you. Uh, but it, 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 what do folks try that that lets them down before they they work with you? Well, what they generally try is they try superficial leadership trainings that don't go deep enough, and they think that's going to be the magic pill, and it never is. Mm. 
They um, get exhausted by never being able to land on the right depth of training. And so they spend money and they spend money and they become exhausted. They can't change themselves. They can't change the people around them. And unless people can understand the biology of their own emotional states, take ownership of that, and then begin to look as what's going to bind us in a mission and what are our values that lead us towards the future in our organization? What do we collectively want yeah, that yeah. will actually create a dynamic impact and grow the organization? Um, most people, when they enter an organization, they want to do good. They they believe in what they're told and sold at the front door. But once they take four steps into the organization, they realize that oftentimes it's a piranha tank and they 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 become all disillusioned and as a consequence, become angry that they felt they they feel deceived. Mm. Wow. So it, it becomes very important that we have congruency from the front door all the way through to no, no matter if the employee is there for 30 years or 30 days, that that employee leaves better equipped with better tools and that someone has invested in their evolution. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's just, I mean, there's so much in there to unpack, but I know, you know especially for someone listening right now, it's just like, it's, it's hitting home every, every single point of that. Uh, and, and again, uh, you know, we can kind of point fingers and poke holes and that's not really the heart of this, but just to kind of shine some light on it, you, you have a team that, you know, values, uh, you know, uh, leadership, but then the first day the boss is out on vacation, you know, when their new employee starts and they don't even get to meet them or, or they value teamwork. Right. But it's the, you know, the brilliant jerk who gets all the accolades every year at the, you know, the meeting and the big raises and uh, that, that issue of congruency, uh, I don't think it can be overstated. I think that uh, there's so much to what you've brought forward here. And I, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to hear just a final word on that. And then I've got another question for you. Okay. Um, uh, so uh, let's say leader starts with them. Uh, what's that next step uh, in creating congruence in your organization if you really have done the work individually? Well, then you require to train the people that directly report to you mm. because they are the ambassadors of your vision and your mission and the culture in which you want to birth forward. And that takes buy-in. That takes them believing in you, which means consistent and congruency throughout your interactions with them. Um, they require to be taught extreme ownership and accountability. They need to know the biology of their emotional states because all of our behaviors, all of them are driven by emotions. You can't take that out of the equation. And 7% of the meaning of our communication is what we say. 38% is our tone of voice and 55% is our body language. The 38% and the 55% is run by the unconscious mind. The unconscious mind is a highly moral being. You can, excuse the language, bullshit yourself, but you cannot bullshit your, your subconscious mind. Yeah, It will display what you're truly feeling in your nonverbals and in your voice tonality and people read it like radar. Yeah. And you may have the sweetness coming out in words, but incongruencies all over the place everywhere else. Yeah. yeah. And then you lose trust. Yeah. 
It's so true. All right. So this is a, the moment that I've been waiting for. It's my favorite part of the show. And and that's where uh, you know I ask, I ask this question. And that is, what is the biggest secret that you wish wasn't a secret at all? Well, what's that one thing that you wish everybody listening today knew? That their personality is formed by key significant events that have occurred to them from the moment of their birth on. Constellations of beliefs are formed around those key significant events, some very empowering, some very sabotaging. It's about having enough self-awareness and commitment to your own leadership development that you learn the tools and there are tools to quickly decode your nervous system from negatively charged experiences and events and change limiting beliefs. That technology is very rarely known. And that's exactly what I teach is how to begin to start changing leadership from the inside out, from the foundation up so that all the great habits that we want to form, that we know the right things to do, but we can't bring ourselves to do them. That is the piece that's always missing. We can no longer put a silk sari over a pig and expect the silk sari, beautiful from India, studded with gold and diamonds, for that to stay unsoiled, the pig is still there. And so we can't have superficial leadership trainings being overlaid over something that isn't completely rock solidly aligned to the mission and values that we want to be able to exhibit and have our company exhibit so that we can be wildly successful, do good work in the world and change our communities. I'm, I'm uh, cracking up at the, uh, and again, I'll come back to the point here, but um, uh, there's a squirrel factor, but uh, the the sorry on a pig. Uh, here in the South, we we say putting lipstick on a pig, you know, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's still a pig underneath. Um, sorry, pigs, but uh, but yeah, it's it's so true. And I mean, that it's so well encapsulates really everything that we've brought to this point. Uh, and, and that is, you know, to your point earlier, it starts with you. Uh, now it gives us a great segue into uh, my next question here, and and let's actually turn the the focus around, if you will, and, and talk about you, and and talk a little bit about what this next uh, stage of growth looks like for you as a leader in your organization. So, pop off your your coach consultant advisor hat, pop on your CEO <laughs> hat, and jump into the ring with us. Tell us a little bit about what the next stage of growth looks like, and what do you think some of the challenges are that you'll have to overcome to get there. Well, um, as I said before, I just finished um, a book that I've been waiting a very long time to actually complete. And um, I've completed it. I've hired a book launch coach. I think one of the very first things is that every good coach needs a coach. We can't know everything. Uh, That's an area I know very little about. And uh, we're going to look at how I can take uh, 35 years of my intellectual property and all the trainings I've done and how we now begin to start monetizing it all into an online certification programs Mm. that um, will actually promote the book and the competencies in which I'm speaking about. Um, have instructional videos. I'll be doing a lot more live trainings than I've done probably, well, since COVID hit for sure. Um, And then running more certification programs for coaches so I can get this information out there in a much broader way. My my idea now is because, you know, I do have a few more gray hairs than I used to. um, I realize that if I do not fulfill what I feel is my my full mission. Um, I do not want to make my transition with regrets. 
And one of the things I realized was that um, this information is so important, has been so transformational for so many people that if I don't duplicate myself out in the community, I am in the community of coaches and consultants, I'm not going to feel good about it. So I'm kind of have pedal to the metal now to begin doing and re reawakening all my certification programs to begin to start training uh, once more um, at a very robust rate. Yeah. And so now I have a coach that will uh, will assist in the actualization of all that, do all the tech behind it that all the platforms are going to need. And so I'm excited for, for that. Um, the only roadblock that I see uh, would be that I lose momentum, but that's not going to be possible because I will not lose momentum. Good. So that's not going to happen. Excellent. So uh, do you have an idea of when the book will be coming out? Um, It depends on how long it's going to take to build out the platforms, but I'm I'm thinking about the second quarter of 2023. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, You have a title yet? Um. Not Sorry, one that you on the share. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, you have to keep an eye out for it. Uh, check it out. Um, in, uh, second quarter, set it on your calendar. Look for uh, Gary's uh, new book coming out. It's going to be fantastic. I mean, thirty-five years of you know what we've only been able to cover in a heartbeat here today. Uh, I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, I had noticed. Uh, I think it was on your website, but you had a course that was available now. Is that right? There is. There's an online course called um, Creating Incredible Relationships. This is this is primarily for people who want to begin to start doing some really ardent work on the culture within their home. Mm-hmm. And it also translates to managers a- as well. In fact, what I can do is I can get a discount code for your listeners and I can um, get that sent over to you for, by my podcast uh, supervisor. Fantastic. And um, he can he can get that over to you and we can offer that. You can offer that to your listening audience. So if, if you think your listening audience has a um, has an ear for this information, then I'm really happy to give a discount and uh, it'll make it really inexpensive for That's them. Fantastic. All right. Uh, Gary just laid down the gauntlet for us. So let's show Gary that that we are committed to our leadership. Let, let's show him that we're ready to bring that leadership home just as much as we do to the workplace. And what we'll do is we'll add it on the show page and in the show notes, we'll add the, the discount code there for everyone to get access to Creating Incredible Relationships, Gary's course. Uh, and for anyone who wants to learn more about your work or, or find out more about you, where can they go? Um, you, they can go to my, my website. Um, I have a lot of stuff on, on YouTube, um, pretty big LinkedIn following. So you can follow me there. All my, my personal podcasts get posted there. I uh, will post this one, of course, on our, on our LinkedIn page and promote your, your show as well. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, we'll get, we'll just get the news out. Uh, the website is, uh, peopleistic.com. Fantastic. And that's just people with I-S-T-I-C after it. So peopleistic.com. Perfect. And we'll drop that in the notes for you guys as well. Those of you who are listening can get right to it. Uh, Gary, thank you so much for being on the show. It's just an absolute pleasure having you. And for everyone here today who's listening, your time and attention mean the world to us. It's just such an honor to be able to share this time with you. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, 
please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes. Go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.